Thursday. You know what that means. Hello, lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Osports Podcast Network for the final time in 2020. Uh, get it in running under the radar New Year's Eve. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm flying solo this week. Um, we're closing out the year um, just by myself um, after what has been um, one of the most monumental weeks for me personally, but at the same time, one of the more devastating weeks for the pro wrestling world as a whole. Um, obviously, the the personal highlight there being the release of the QWI 100, uh, which I'll get to a little bit later on in the show, because I do want to talk a little bit about the list of the top 100 LGBTQ pro wrestlers for the year that uh, went live over on Outsports.com this week. Um, but uh, there's something more pressing, I think, for all of us. And I apologize if I get emotional during this one. Um, twenty twenty's been hard. <laughs> Um, for various reasons. And this last week of this year, we lost, pro wrestling lost, one of its, one of its brightest lights. And one... Uh, Mr. Brody Lee. Um, and you can tell how important and how valued he was to so many people in this industry by the outpouring on social media. transcend the lines that typically separate all the various worlds, realities, promotions that encapsulate the pro wrestling industry. It showed just how one we all really are. And it was a beautiful thing to see in the wake of a moment that pierced so many of us. Not just because of how sudden it was and how jarring it was to hear the news. You know, I'm, I mean, Brody Lee is someone who has been a fixture with so many companies, so many people over the past 15 some odd years 
and he's touched so many of us. Um, even those of us like myself that never got the chance to meet him. Just every story you hear about him is just a doting father, um, a wonderful partner, just one of the, the funniest, most endearing men in a business that, you know, historically has bred contempt to a lot of people. And Brody stood as an example for so many. Um, not just because of how much he loved what he did in the ring or in promos or being the elite or anything like that, but for just being the man that he was. And being as selfless as he was. And, you know, I'm recording this. It's been an emotional week, but I'm I'm recording this right after uh, AEW Dynamite's uh, Brody Lee tribute show tonight, and <sighs> Lord, what what an amazing two hours! Um, so many callbacks to great moments in Brody's career. Um, tears flowing, joy of being able to pay homage to a man that not only reinvigorated himself um, in many ways by going to AEW and getting the chance to show that he was capable of what everyone already knew but taking the opportunity to elevate and embraced so many different people in that company, you know, through leading the Dark Order, bringing in so many young talents under that wing to help develop them, his opponents, his... Just... Sorry, I... <sighs> you know, it, it, it made me think back to this time last year um this is a testament to to Brody's ability to see the future in this business and and his selflessness you know this time last year the dark order was one of the more derided um groups within pro wrestling fandom you know um i think a lot of people didn't too, put too much stock in the idea. And then Brody Lee comes into the company, the exalted one, and um, elevates that group, works with that group to the point where people like Anna Jay, Alan Angels, Preston Vance, John Silver, Alex Reynolds are seen in completely new lights. Um, Colt Cabana is given one of the, the best 
bits to chew on that he's seen in his career for a, a long time, especially in a major promotion like AEW. And um, lending credence to what Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, um, what what they bring to the table in terms of their ability in this industry. And um, Brody Lee didn't have to do that. He could have succeeded on his own. He could have, I mean, Brody Lee is an outstanding in-ring performer. Um, but volunteering to lead that group and seeing just how emotional and outstanding the, the, the all members of the Dark Order performed on Wednesday nights, uh, Dynamite was... Um, I think the best living testament to um, what Brody Lee represented um, in pro wrestling. And there's so many other moments that you can point to. Like I remember the first time I ever saw Brody, um, oddly enough, was back in the uh, the eight whatever Ring of Honor was uh, doing their weekly TV on HDNet, and immediately I was sucked in and um, you know whether it be Ring of Honor, CZW um, any of the copious New York indies that he worked for you know NWA Upstate or Empire State um, all the way to WWE you know winning tag team gold with uh, Eric Redbeard who by the way god damn that the moment with him coming back onto the AEW show tonight, uh, Wednesday night was just, mm. um, he, Brody Lee got the stage that he deserved, and um, we're all better for him being in this business, but we're even more better for him being the man that he was outside of this business and um, I don't really know if any words I put together here um, really do um, testament or justice to Brody Lee's legacy but um, I do know that uh, he will be sorely missed by so 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 many people um, and I suggest if, if you aren't familiar with Brody Lee or, um, if you are and just want to continue this, this run of remembrance, um, in the, in the short term here, um, definitely, uh, check out, there's some awesome written pieces by, um, uh, Colette Aaron over at, um, fan uh, fan bite you know colette she usually comes on the show and and we you know review the aw pay-per-views together including the the one where Brody lee headlined um against john moxley for the aw world championship and uh she has an uh, awesome piece over on fan bite right now molly uh molly bell uh 
over at Russell Inn wrote a, a very stirring piece as well, and you know Sean Ross, Sean Ross Sapp at Fightful um, also put together a really powerful piece all on uh, on Brody Lee. Definitely check check those out um, to learn more about the man that Brody Lee was, and not just his love for wrestling, but his love for life. Um, gone too soon, gone far too soon. But will uh, always be remembered. <sighs> okay, well, I'm going to uh, try and collect myself a little bit here. We're gonna and we're gonna take our uh, our break here, and to come back on the other side and talk a little bit more about the the QWI 100 and uh, everything around that. Alright guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. So let's get into the, the QWI 100. Um, I, I, I wrote a little bit about this on, on my Twitter account. Follow me at uh, WonderboyOTM on Twitter. Kind of about a little bit of the what I felt in terms of putting this list together while I was putting this list together and, uh, and crafting it and all that fun stuff. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit more in depth about it here on the show as we end the year. Um, obviously, any list this size is a massive undertaking, um, but it was one that I really, really wanted to do. I honestly, I wanted to do it last year whenever we did the, the QWI 25 on the podcast. Um, you can go back and listen to that in the archives. It's... It's a fun little time, but it is nowhere near um, the project that this was. And you know, and I'll be frank. Um, as I said on Twitter, this list um, there is there's a chance that I would have challenged myself to put this list together because obviously, um, it's a it's a list that's long overdue in terms of showing. Representation within pro wrestling for our community, but the kick in the butt <laughs> for me uh, was from Billy Dixon, friend of the show and uh, constant guest. <laughs> um, last year, after the QWI 25 uh, was released, he uh, challenged me online to expand it to 100, um, and he was right. He was full-on right. Uh, not just because there definitely were 100 names to fill out that list, um, but because a list like this, showing that the, the population in this industry of LGBTQ um, identities is that numerous and that strong, lends credence to what, you know, what I've been writing about for the past two years without sports, near two years without sports, um, what this show really has a purpose in doing, and that is showing the wrestling industry that we're already here in such vast numbers, numbers the size that cannot be ignored. Um, and I'm very glad that uh, that I went 
that that was uh, one of the seminal messages that came out of this um, because it's the truth and so I took it up I took it I took the challenge and and I put I've been working on this for about two months at this point off and on um, getting everything ready um, but my th I have a big thank you to say to uh, to Don Ennis, uh, Sid Ziegler, and uh, Jim Bazinski, uh, all the major brass here at Outsports for uh, giving the thumbs up to have that run on the website and um, to showcase all these wonderful, amazing LGBTQ talents in this industry that deserve a spotlight. Um, so. Maybe I can get a little bit more into the criteria that I had for the list as well. Um, in 2020, like it was, it's, it was, it was hard because you know the wrestling industry was so start and stop due to the pandemic. Um, a lot of people ended up taking very long hiatuses. Some people just simply put their careers on pause with the pandemic. So it was, um, it had its difficulties. Definitely. You know, I wanted to make sure that everyone on the list um, had at least, you know, wrestled or, or appeared at least once this year. Um, and for some people, you know, once was really all that was under their belt, but those one times were monumental um, in, in one way, shape, or form. Um, but I also wanted to try and make it as wide-ranging as possible when it came to the various identities that were featured. Um, uh, countries that were uh, represented um, different wrestling scenes you know I think we hit all the majors from European to uh, the Mexican Lucha Libre to obviously North American um, Canadian and, and US pro wrestling and then um, we had a little bit of uh, Japan as well in all of this all the major places um, but I'll be real, the the hardest thing when putting this list together was actually whittling it down to 100. Um, I There was a, someone who replied to uh, the initial post about the QWI 100 uh, saying, asking me, um, or maybe just asking out into the ether, um, were there 100 LGBTQ wrestlers to fill out a list? And the truth, the amazing great truth is that there are so many more than just 100 um, so many more that I struggled um, with having to leave off the list um, just because of the limitations of it um, and that sucked <laughs> personally like I don't like um, I don't like that feeling of, of uh, knowing that someone is deserving of an honor, but due to the limitations that you put on yourself, like it, it can't, it just doesn't work in that way. And and, and it really sucks. It really does. It, it hurts. But at the end of the day, like the list was 100 names long. And that is definitely not to say that the people that were not on the list um, from this ever-growing community are not deserving of, of being honored either. Um, 
And I will say, one of the the joys that I had in putting this together was kind of getting to learn so much about some people that I I knew um, by name or I knew based off of like one or two matches that I had seen, but really getting to dive deeper into um, them and, and learning more about you know, where they wrestle, how they wrestle, um, what they've tried to do with their platform. Uh, and it's opened my eyes even more to a lot of people that I already know, but more people that I, you know, have grown to know, um, at least in terms of, like, watching them perform uh, over this year. And I, I'll be real, I'm better for it. The same way that I think a lot of people are celebrating seeing so many familiar and also brand new names to them. Like, I found a lot of things in this list when putting it together that were brand new to me. And I I loved it. Um, and even, like, in the wake of the list coming out um, and having people reach out, you know, saying that, like, oh, one day I'm going to be on this list... Or, you know, people that were, like, people saying that, like, oh, I, I, I wish I had been on it. Um, you know, it's, it just goes to show that, like, there are um, so many more than just the 100 listed. And I, and I implore all, all of you that enjoyed reading the list or enjoyed this podcast to search them, them out. Um, you know, there are... Some of them will be um, will be covering them um, in the new year for sure. Some of them are already uh, familiar friends. Hi, Corinne. Um, and some are new uh, people that I just had the chance to meet. Hi, Tara. Um, so, <laughs> like, it's just it's just awesome to see, and, and I and I can't wait to um, see more people um, learn and. Uh, know these names and and what they represent in this industry going forward and to see how the list changes next year Um, because this is not a one and done Uh, 2021 will have a QWI 100 Um, and I don't know I'm toying around with what to do with with any changes to that list Um, or how the list is formatted or how it's put together um, in the next 365 days. You know, I made the decision to leave the list unranked this year because I think, um, one, you know, I, I, I think I used the, the line in the introduction that uh, family doesn't play favorites, um, which is true, in, in or at least it's one of those things that you hope is a truth when it comes to family. But um, in the family that that we've built, that I built with this list, I did not want to play favorites this year because this was about showing exactly how much representation there is in this industry and introducing people to new names and introducing people to a world that you know they might not have thought what had a place for them. Um, but yet you have all these out amazing wrestlers that you can look to, that you can look forward to seeing and knowing that however you identify within this glorious rainbow of a community, 
that there is someone out there that you can look to um, in this industry and someone that can be that that um, catalyst for learning more about pro wrestling. Um, this beautiful, beautiful art <laughs> of pro wrestling. I don't know if I'm going to keep the list unranked for next year. That is something that I will be sitting with myself and uh, trying to decide what to do going forward. You know, I saw many people talking about eventual expansion, more expansion of the list, which, yo, I am all for it. I am here and I will definitely work to get something like that done whenever I feel um, the expansion is uh, is ready. Um, it's always something that is entertained and it will always be something that I look for. So who knows, next year might be more, but right now it's it's at 100, but um, 2021 it could, 2021 could bring some big changes, who knows, but, um, but no, I just wanted to kind of, um, I know there was some confusion around the list, and I tried to get out there, and uh, or at least how the list was formatted, um, and I tried to get out there and, and tell people, um, you know, that it was formatted alphabetically, unranked, but um, in my book, everyone's number one. You know, not not just not just Billy Dixon, not just Candy Lee, um, but everyone on that list, everyone in this community that is out there um, making pro wrestling a better place for LGBTQ folks um, is number one in my book. Um, so, I I think everyone who read the list who engaged with the list I've met so many um, new wrestlers that were not on my radar um, because of the release of this list and um, I just can't thank y'all enough like the the I'm I've joked on this show before um, that I am terrible at taking compliments. That's true. <laughs> but um, I just have to say that seeing the... the appreciation for the list and seeing the reactions of the people that were on the list, seeing their names there, and just all of the, the celebratory nature uh, over the five days that it was being released, um, much like... You know, in the open of the show, when we were talking about Brody Lee um, being a very emotional moment, that was a very emotional moment for me personally, and that was five days straight of that. Um, you know, sometimes doing this podcast and doing the work, chasing stories, doing interviews, um, sitting in front of my computer, staring at a blank Word document, um, just trying to figure out how to start a profile piece or an article about something um, within this this world of pro wrestling. Um, sometimes the the moments where you are allow yourself to feel the the response from the people that engage with what you do and the people that are affected by what you do don't land as hard because it's not where your focus is and. You know, I've been on vacation this week. Thank you, Dawn. <laughs> After the QWI was released, 
and um, that vacation has seen me like pouring through the um, all of the comments and, and the adulation um, and the emotion that the list has invoked for so many people and I just want all of you to know that the kind words um, expressed for the list or towards Outsports or towards me directly um, they are all very well accepted I think all of you and um, just know that the, you touched my heart the, all the responses were very very touching uh, for me um, this is an odd episode Sometimes the oddest things are are the best. I don't know. Just let me. I'll just leave y'all with once again, as every guest on this show knows, I say thank you, over and over and over again. Um, so I'm gonna do the same with all of you. Thank you. Thank you so so much. And be on the lookout. Because this time next year, we're going to be talking about the third annual QWI 100. Or 100 plus, who knows? See what the year brings us. But I know where uh, this is bringing us, and that is to the end of this episode, uh, and the end of 2020. Um... But of course, like every week, we cannot say goodbye without thanking some truly awesome people who make this show as rad as it is. The Progress Pride Flag designed by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. And of course, a big thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for our theme song, Formula 666. That's off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter, at STSWBand, and you can check out the music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Of course, if you want to check out the best in live and video-on-demand independent pro wrestling that the industry has to offer, your one-stop shop, independentwrestling.tv, and you can get a five-day free trial um, by using our promo code LGBTRingPod, or you can visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and take advantage of their vast library. A lot of Brody Lee matches in there. A lot of stuff to revisit. Um, I would suggest definitely checking out his uh, feud with Eddie Kingston in C4. Um, definitely, definitely check check out his stuff. Not to mention, all of the wrestlers on the QWR 100, uh, many, many of them have matches on there as well. Um, so if you want to kind of learn more and, and see what many of these uh, pro wrestlers that were on the QWI 100 have to offer in the ring, go check them out on independentwrestling.tv and use our promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and you get five days free um, to check all that stuff out over there. Um, and of course, if you are into video games as well, I do host a video game news show 
um, every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, called the Mr. Video Game Super Show. It's me and a couple of uh, my friends getting, getting together, running through the week's news in video games. Uh, we just did our uh, Game of the Year uh, episode of the show, which is one of my favorites uh, every year that we've done. This, this is the fourth year that we've done our Game of the Year episode. And um, it's a blast. Uh, you can check that out over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment, sun like the star, every Monday, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, um, for a good time running through all of the the news there and having fun, but also offering analysis and critique where needed. It's, it's, it's one of the highlights of my week. Um, I just realized that both of the podcasts that I do are the highlight are like some of the highlights of my week. It's great. I hope this podcast is a highlight for you as well. Um, if so, follow the show on Twitter at LGBT RingPod. Once again, follow me on Twitter at WonderboyOTM. Um, and check out all of the great writing and, and work that is going on over at Outsports.com as well. We just had, not only did the QWI 100... Uh, come out over the last week, but we also announced our year-end award winners, which I am very happy to announce that um, Anthony Bowens was a runner-up nominee for uh, Male Athlete of the Year, and Nyla Rose was a runner-up for um, Female Hero of the Year, so or Female Athlete of the Year, rather. My apologies there. So, just great to see the representation all around, um, not just on the QWI 100, but kind of bleeding into Outsports as a whole. It's uh, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Um, but uh, we'll say goodbye for this week. We'll say goodbye for this year. Next week, Wrestle Kingdom 15. Two nights of stellar Japanese pro wrestling that we will be running through um, on the show. Uh, but of course, until then, y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, and I know I opened the show by saying it, but it's Thursday, you know what that means. Mm-hmm.